Hello, I'm Dr. Tiffany Jana, and this is Awakening Your Inner Inclusionist, part three. In today's session, we're going to talk about community and society, the third level of the concentric circle of care. Just to recap, our first session, we talked about ourselves and what it takes to go deep and figure out what is our relationship to diversity, equity, inclusion, and all of the tenets of this work. The second session that we did, we talked about our relationships with other people when we interact with other people and the very near systems that we affect. Today, we wanna to talk about what does it mean to awaken your inner inclusionist in the context of our broader society and the communities that we live in. So this isn't our family one-on-one -on -one interactions, our partners or the people at work. This is the larger impact we have on the world. Our community impact, our global impact is often something that we aspire to, to achieve. And a lot of us think of it as something that is nearly insurmountable. The problems of the world are so big. How can I, as one person, affect a change on a system that has been around for so long and that is so much bigger than me? And today we wanna, we wanna kind of debunk a little bit of that. Like it really is within our power, particularly our soul's power to affect change at scale. We are capable of being part of the solution. And so the question for today is how are we part of the solution? We have an opportunity to affect the largest systems around us. And the way that we wanna do that as inclusionists is with great intention. One of the biggest challenges of large systems, global systems, community systems, is that they are so, that the scale is just so big that it feels like we are powerless when in fact every one of these systems is powered by, informed by, influenced by, and oftentimes constructed by people, individual people with individual wills. Now we're living in the context of a society that is a, a social construct or a set of social constructs that were designed often a long time ago by people who think very differently from us, but they were designed to achieve the results that they're currently achieving. They were designed to be exclusive. The vast majority of existing systems were designed to be exclusive. And we've invested just centuries into upholding systems. And when you hear about systems of oppression, the vast majority of the systems that exist outside of us, that, that are the context in which we live, breathe, shop, exist, they are systems that require the subjugation of some people and the elevation of others, the privileging of some people um, and the oppression of other folks. So it is important as you, we went through the first level of awakening your inner inclusionist, you, you thought about your relationship to these concepts, your relationship to bias, to prejudice, to the stories that we tell ourselves about other people. And in our second level, we talked about, you know, how do we actually show up when we interact with people? How do we respond to feedback, criticism about how we're reflected in the world off of other people? In the context of the systems that we would like to see improved, hopefully, we have to understand that choosing not to be part of the solution is a choice. Even if we decide to ignore 
the atrocities, ignore the bias, ignore the oppression that is happening to folks maybe who don't look like us or who don't share our experiences. Choosing not to be part of the solution and choosing to ignore that is a choice. And our soul has a responsibility to be accountable for that. So if there is anything about your community, if there's anything about your society, if there's anything about any global, national, international, local context or construct that you don't like, what are you going to do about it? What are you doing about it? Yes, I understand that you single-handedly will probably not reshape the face of everything. However, if you do think about the way that the world is set up and you think about major movements around the world, like apartheid didn't end because, you know, uh, the system decided collectively that it was going to restore itself towards equity. One person at a time made some decisions that they were going to exert whatever power they had in whatever sphere of influence they had to course correct something that had gone devastatingly wrong for a very long time. So, how we show up as inclusionists in the broader community and societal scale has to do with understanding your sphere of influence locally, nationally, internationally. What is it that you know? What are you good at? When you looked at your second level of inclusionists at your interpersonal relationships, who do you know? Who is showing up at the Thanksgiving table with you that you can have a conversation with about how we can make a greater influence on the world. Now, one of the things that I want to share that I think is of, of, of critical importance is that, again, the biggest barrier that I see to people enacting inclusion at scale is, is again, this insurmountable notion that we, that we just can't do it. Not every person is going to be activated around every issue. There are, there are just a multitude of different issues that have to do with inclusion and equity and the way that people do not have equal access. Don't beat yourself up because you don't know about all of them or you don't care about all of them. You're not a bad person because you don't care about one of these issues. What I invite you to do is to listen to your body your soul's expression is radiating through your body. When you are watching the, the news or listening to the news and you know something goes in one ear and out the other, probably not your issue. But when you're watching the news or you're listening to the news or you're you know, reading about a community meeting and something inside of you goes, ugh, that is not okay. When you have a visceral response, a somatic response to something that seems off balance, that is your soul's call. That is the universe saying, Whoo, here, pay attention right here. This thing right now, this, you see what you just heard? That's for you. Those are the things that you should pay attention to. We're not all going to be activated around the same things, but when something hits you and strikes you as just being not okay, that's where you stop. That's where you do the research. That's where you find out. The other pitfall that I see is a lot of people getting stuck in the education space, right? So, okay, 
um, my body activates every time I hear about, you know, every time I hear about the economic subjugation of, of people of color, right? This makes me upset. So I'm going to learn everything I can about how to, you know, how, how about the economic disempowerment or disenfranchisement of people of color in the United States and around the world. Wonderful. What a great pursuit. There's, there's an endless font of information on this subject. Where I see people get stuck is that there's an endless font of information on this subject. You can get lost in the education and there is this, the, the construct of the delusion of white supremacy shows up in nearly every aspect of our lives. And this perpetual quest for perfection, for doing everything just right, being perfect at it and winning the gold medal, that is a delusional white supremacist construct. If you're going to heal hearts and minds, if you're going to heal the system, if you're going to be part of the solution, it's going to be messy. It is not going to be perfect. You may not have five PhDs in the subject, but you can identify a problem, figure out what power and intelligence and influence and friends and connections and levers of access to power that you have and do something. Something is always better than nothing. If you allow yourself to get stuck in the place of the, <laughs> the infinite loop of education and you actually don't show up for your community show up in your society and show up making changes and advocating for a better way, what have you actually accomplished? You've hoarded some information, you've fed your ego, you've made yourself smarter. And that's when you get caught in the really gnarly trap of the people who learn so much about it that they use that knowledge as a weapon against other allies. That is, that is one of the worst sicknesses that I see is people who beat each other up for not being as far along in their learning path or even their experiential path as others. All are welcome. We need every inclusion ally that we can get to restore and create restored. We never had the balance that we seek. We're going to create this balance with incredible intention. And we're going to need to hold as many hands across as many divides as we can identify. So do not weaponize your intelligence. Do not weaponize your learning. Do not make people feel small or less than because they're not where you are. Or they don't have the same access or are just not in the same place in the journey as you are. That is not inclusive. That is exclusive. And that undermines our cause for making the world a more inclusive and better place. So learn, yes, read up, yes, get the information, absolutely, but don't stay stuck in that place. I want you to think about the, I love bringing animals into it. So <laughs> bees, whales, fungi, okay? Bees, whales, and fungi. The bees, contribute to our ecosystem. We know that, you know, our bees are, 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 they're on the decline and that's harmful for our system. We have to protect the bees. We need to nurture more bees because without bees, our ecosystem actually crumbles. Uh, whales are, you know, biggest mammals on earth. They're amazing. Um, I, I recently read Spying on Whales, such an incredible journey. Like diversity doesn't end at people. Diversity goes all the way through every species on our planet. When a whale dies, its carcass, it's called a whale fall, falls to the bottom of the ocean. And every single part of that whale feeds the oceanic ecosystem. And there are aspects of that, of that sort of symbiotic relationship with the ecosystem that we don't even understand yet, that we're just learning. But it, that energy recycles itself and becomes part of the system. 
So we are part of the systems that we are embedded in. We are learning from them, but we are also contributing to them. And again, it is the intentionality of the human species that will create a kind of balance and inclusion that we've never seen before. If we just carry on doing what we do, ignoring the impact on the environment, the impact on people, we're going to continue to create these results. But with great intention, we can use our incredible intelligence, our incredible resources, our incredible power to create a world that works well for everybody. Our fungi are, you know, the mycelial network is communicating across the earth. It, it, like it's its own internet. It's doing the most amazing things. Without it, we don't live. Without it, we don't have what we have. Without it, so many species fail to thrive. And we are in a similar position where if we're able to connect across continents, across communities, across states, and work with purpose, with the purpose of creating neighborhoods that are thoughtful about how they impact everyone who's a part of them, when we reach our hands across our, our cities and our states and our countries, we can actually create a new reality where people feel welcome, have resources, are able to thrive. And the challenges that we see, you know, we're in an environmental crisis. The challenges that surround our existential reality could be solved if every person born on this planet was invited to thrive. We are wasting precious energetic resources and precious planetary resources with our infighting, with our exclusive in-groups, me, my family, my friends, and nobody else. That will kill us. So it is, in my estimation, really an existential threat for us to fail to recognize the humanity in each other and fail to prioritize using every aspect of who we are, what we have access to, what we know to make our world more inclusive with intention, right? Again, it doesn't happen by accident. Again, it's not your job to solve every problem, but it is your job to listen when the universe says ah, that there, pay attention. I need you to pay attention to that. Turning a blind eye is another one of the things that is really problematic, right? Many of us are aware of what's happening uh, as far as how labor is being exploited around the world to get us the goods that we want, all right? We want the things, but we want to turn a blind eye to the fact that there are children around the world being exploited to make the cool things that we want, the cool toys, the clothes. We need to start paying attention to how we vote with our dollars, to how we vote with our currency, right? Find out about the responsible practices of the companies that you support. And if they're not responsible practices, maybe think about not supporting them. That is a small but hugely significant thing because again, you're one person, but if you influence the people around you and more of us intentionally choose to be part of the solution, we would only support companies that are creating equity that are not oppressing people in service of profit. These are choices that we can make. These are things we have access to. This is not rocket science. These are choices. 
And unfortunately, the vast majority of us are choosing to privilege ourselves. We're choosing selfishness. We're choosing what's comfortable. We're choosing to close our eyes to the pain of a small child in a forest ecosystem who is enslaved to produce the mass produced chocolate that you love. You can buy fair, fair trade and slavery free chocolate on purpose. You have to know about it. You have to care about it to do something different. Don't turn a blind eye. You have one life in this spaceship anyway. <laughs> and in that one life, you can decide to be part of leaving this system and this iteration and this soul expression better than you found it for all of us and not just for the ones that you've decided that you like and love, but for all of us. This planet is for all of us. This experience is a shared one. No one is alone. No matter how alone we feel, we are in this together. So don't turn a blind eye. Embrace the symbiotic nature of community, right? Uh, we talked about in the second session, right, the interpersonal work that, you know, you don't want to work with the person who's Mr. Cranky Pants because that drags your energy down. Well, again, if you don't want to embrace the power that you have to influence your community and society at large because it's the right thing to do, then do it for enlightened self-interest, <laughs> It really literally is better for all of us to take care of each other in this way. We don't have to witness war. We don't have to witness unnecessary pain. We don't have to witness exploitation and be a part of the global oppression of people who don't have the access to prevent these things from happening to them. We can create a better world. It is within reach. It is completely within reach because of every single one of us only took responsibility for the space that we occupy, for the energy that we put into the world, for the choices that we make with our, you know, with our, with our wallets, right? If we took responsibility for that and took it really seriously, if each single person just did their part, we would be looking at a very different reality and a much more inclusive one at that. So I want to thank you for joining me on this journey. I want to invite you to stay the course of the hygiene journey, right? It's hygiene. It's not an appendectomy. I can't cut out your exclusion. I can't cut out your bias. And I wouldn't want to cut on you even if I could. It is something that we do every day. Every day you have an opportunity to choose inclusion. Every day you have an opportunity to show up with a smile and with joy. Every day you have an opportunity to receive the reflection from another person. Every day you have an opportunity to be intentional. So thank you so much for deciding to awaken your inner inclusionist. I look forward to seeing what we co-create together. <laughs>